Hello, listeners! Welcome back to the Diacritical Podcast, where we talk about music and the way we live with it. Diacritical is also an online journal that's focused on the same thing, and I wanted to thank all of you for joining us again today from our brief back-to-school break. Now, tell your friends to check us out at diacritical.com, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and remember to send your listener letters to diacritical at gmail.com. Remember, that's diacritical with KC in the heart of the word, like Casey's in the heartland of the country and in all the hearts of all of us who call her home. Now, cue up the music and let's start the show. Hit us with some fire. And specifically, the Jacobs School of Music. Who, 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 Hoosiers? <laughs> go, 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 Hoosiers. <laughs> uh, yes, Hoosiers. <laughs> no, uh, Hoosiers. It's from that basketball movie. Am I, am I right? The basketball movie. That's Indiana University, right? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen Hoosiers? I, I'm not sure. You've never seen Hoosiers, and you're sitting up here repping the University of Indiana. <laughs> You never seen it? I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to embarrass you on this podcast. Let's let's keep going. I'm not gonna embarrass you too bad. Sorry, sorry, I was all busy in a practice room practicing when I was there. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So specifically, what we are talking about is the opera theater season that the IU Jacobs School of Music has chosen for the current school year. Now, in the past, IU has chosen about six operas to perform over the course of the school year, so that's three each semester, but this year they are reducing that number to four, with one of the choices being Richard Wagner's Parsifal. So, this is where things get a bit hairy. This choice has already drawn some pushback from the student body, specifically in an article posted on operawire.com, which we are tagging um, on the post here, where they reproduced an anonymous letter penned by a student expressing their, and I quote, dismay, displeasure, and they called it, uh, they called the decision antithetical. Um, And they signed the letter, uh, the undergraduate student population of the Jacobs School of Music. So, um, Megan, (laughs) I love IU. A lot of my friends um, from undergrad, I I was kind of the butterfly who floated between like the instrumental and the voice people and was just friends with everyone there. And everything that I learned from the voice students was just so wonderful because it's a really competitive school. It's a huge school as well, especially for the vocal program. And uh, I, I mean, it's either here or there with the school rankings that come out every year that it's one of the top, especially for vocalists in the country. And I, my initial reaction to this was also dismay when I, when I heard rumors that they were going to program Parsifal because it is not an opera that I think is appropriate for students. And this whole situation, this whole letter that was penned by the undergraduate student population, I think makes some really good points. Um, There's another article that IU published about the reasoning for programming Parsifal. So um, let's get into it. Uh, First off, what I wanted to uh, cover is them reducing the number of performances or the number of operas that they're doing from six to four. And it seems kind of 
it just sucks. Like my first initial reaction is that it sucks that they're doing this um, because Parsifal is such a massive undertaking. So I don't know. What what are your thoughts, Megan? Well, I did not go to IU. <laughs> I went to the other IU, University of Iowa. So I went to that one. But the first time I visited the Jacobs School of Music, I just remember thinking how grand it was. And then there were these whisperings from the other students who were like, oh, you know, it's got a lot of money and we have a huge opera production. And that's where many people kind of get their start on the Jacobs School stage. My question would be, why are they paring it down from six to four operas? How does that benefit the students? And is it a money thing? Is it um, just a tradition they're trying to take on again to do less or do better quality operas? Which I'm sure that the operas at IU are amazing. You know, even with six, even doing six a year. So like you were saying, this takes away from students getting roles because it is so competitive. It's my understanding, and I could be wrong, but it's my understanding that there are over 500 students at IU there's around like 2,000, I think. but like, Oh, excuse me. But like 200 uh, vocal students specifically, I think. Yeah, so this is taking away from the chances that they have to get roles. And if you're paying some ungodly amount of tuition, wouldn't you want to have as many chances as you can get to, to be in the opera? Right. And as, as you said, it's honestly a money thing. Like the state of education in this country, the U.S. has the best in education across the board. But the people who are running it can't really run it let's let's look at the uh, 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 secretary of education that we have right now <laughs> um, and I, I mean it's the same with healthcare. it's the same with so many things like money is an issue right now so it just feels really strange for them to choose parsifal um, and reduce uh, the number of performances from six to four the number of operas that they're performing from six to four um because they wanted to do this. Now, it's it's pointed out in the other article that we have tagged here that uh, President Michael McRobbie of Indiana University um, wanted this to happen. It's, it's alleged that he pushed uh, for this performance to happen uh, because Parsifal was something that was performed at IU back in the 70s. From 1949 to about 1976, each summer they performed this. Well, real quick, JJ. Um, okay, we'll still go recording. Real quick, JJ, I want to ask you, why is Parsifal not appropriate for the students? Why is it something that they should not be performing? Um, I, I, I went on Wikipedia now before this, and I read that Wagner didn't describe it as an opera, but a festival play for the consecration of the stage, which sounds just as uh, extra as Wagner would be. But why do you think it's not appropriate for students to perform this? It's the most megalomania thing that Wagner did outside of the ring cycle, I guess I should say. <laughs> um, but it was the last thing that he wrote, and Wagner was writing for massive forces. This is not something that is appropriate for any students to be performing, and it's really frustrating to see IU doing this because it does not serve the students, and that's what an institution should be doing is serving its students. Mm -hmm. Now, I do have to say that the other choices that they've made in terms of the operas that they programmed for next year are pretty fantastic. They're doing Le Noce de Figaro, they're doing La Traviata, and they're pairing Gianni Schicchi and Suar Angelica together, all of which mm -hmm. every single one of those operas is phenomenal for young students to be performing and is well within the wheelhouse of IU forces to be performing. 
Parsifal, it was a tradition that they did back in the 70s. It ended in 1976, and it was something that they were performing during the summer. It was not during the school year. Um, this article uh, that uh, IU um, has published indicates that they are hiring an alumnus to sing one of the roles, which is great, but again, they're hiring out to perform this opera specifically. It just seems like this unnecessary grand gesture to celebrate their bicentennial. So this opera being performed Parsifal, is it such a grand undertaking that they have to do less operas this year? But then you were saying that they were going to try to continue the tradition from now on. So getting back to my original question, my thought is that because Parsifal has such great has such great forces, would it be would it be impossible to do six operas with this opera in the in the season? I don't think it would be impossible to do six operas over the course of the season. It just seems like if you had to make such room for this, why did you do so in general? Mm -hmm. There are so many other better ways that you could celebrate your bicentennial. You could have commissioned one of your former students to write an opera. And I do have to give them credit for a lot of the contemporary works that they've been doing in the past number of years. They do try to um, tack on at least one newer contemporary work. They did the Steve Jobs opera that, oh God, what's his face wrote? We'll add his name later. Yeah, there's an opera about Steve Jobs. <laughs> he sees my face right now. It's kind of like, excuse me? <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, so it just seems like there was a number of better options that they could have done um, instead of Parsifal yes I understand there's the history attached to it from IU with the performances that they did back in the 70s but again faculty were performing back then from my understanding um, and this isn't the first time that something like this has happened they recently did Der Rosen Cavalier by Strauss a number of years ago and from my understanding they had to again hire roles now again I have to say allegedly they did offer some of the doctoral students some of the older students whose voices are more developed um, roles in the opera and I know that a number of them turned it down because they said I'm not going to ruin my voice at age 30 just to sing Strauss mm. because I don't need that on my resume mm. so they hired out a bunch of the roles and they got to do Der Rosenkavalier but even even if they I don't I don't like this thing of hiring out roles if I'm a trumpet player and we're gonna do the hardest orchestra piece in the world, and I'm playing principal, do not hire someone from the symphony or something to play my part. So I, I guess I'm not really, and maybe because I'm not a vocalist, I'm not an opera person, I guess what I don't understand is if you can't, if a student can't do it, find a student that can do it. But then you said there's some students who are like, I don't want to ruin my voice for that. But I also, it, it kind of boggles me that they're hiring people to do this. Is this like a thing that Indiana does? It's a thing that sometimes happens. They don't do it all the time, but I know for a handful of the shows, specifically De Rose and Cavalier was one. There was one really super fun instance where I was playing in the pit for Lucia, and um, they double cast everything, which is another good thing. Um, they do two weekends of performances. They double cast, um, and they flip each weekend and so forth. Um, we, I was in the pit for a performance of Lucia. One of the Lucias fell ill a few days beforehand, and they hired some girl from the Met, some lady from the Met um, in New York, to come out and sing the role in a day's notice. 
She had never. Holy shit. Holy shit. She had never sung the role in its entirety before. There was a, the assistant conductor was feeding her her lines through an earpiece. <laughs> It oh was wild. That's crazy. It's it was absolutely wild, and it was it was just one of those things that happened. But that was an, an extreme instance. And uh, another favorite story of mine: I was playing in the pit for Traviata once upon a time, and a student was ill for a dress rehearsal. So her teacher, Carol Vaness, which for those of you who don't know Carol Vaness, she was the queen of the Metropolitan Opera in New York. Her roles were Mozart and Tosca. Uh, she 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 rolled into rehearsal and said, "Now I haven't sung this in about twenty years, so if I sound a bit shitty, I apologize." <laughs> and was just the sweetest person, and she sounded fucking fabulous. Yeah. Um, so getting back to your point, um, yes, sometimes this happens, but they, in the past, have made an effort to not have to do this because. It is an institution. It is there to serve the students who, yes, uh, a lot of them are paying out-of-state tuition, multiple thousands of dollars to be able to get this training, which is necessary. And, you know, this is something that IU has touted is that they give students roles because they do so many operas. Back in the 80s, they did eight productions over the course of the school year. So, I mean, financial troubles are very much a real thing. It's just frustrating to see this as a choice. Well, two things I want to say to that, and that's on the financial aspect. I mean, I mean, come on. Are they really, like, running out of money? I don't, I'm not in their books. I'm not in their, I'm not in, I'm not the bookkeeper at IU, but, but seriously, like, you, you seriously can't do, with all the students that you have, that you can't do that. The other thing I forgot to say was, okay, the other thing is, is that, like I said before, you as an opera singer, I had a friend who was an opera singer who quit recently. Uh, went to Willie. Yeah, Willie. Went to graduate school. Yeah. He's at Emory now. He went to business school. And part of the reason why I think he, he quit or the reason why many people quit is because it's it, it's not because he gave up or anything. It's not because it's so hard, but it's, it is difficult. It's just like being in the symphony. As a trumpet player, my chances of being in a symphony are very, very low. Not because I'm not good or anything, it's because the field is so saturated. And with right. singers, it's probably way more saturated like with trumpet players. So if you really want to benefit the students, you'll do more operas to have more roles so that those students can sing and get that on their resume. I've seen films from uh, IU performances that are amazing quality. And that's something that you can put on your resume or people know your name and you go to you go to this reputable school so in summation as simple as it is is that it's giving less chances to the students to perform who really need that performance experience if they're really going to go out and be an opera singer you know it's it's very hard world Right. And you bring up something that um, is really fairly interesting to me, the dichotomy between instrumentalists and vocalists in a professional sense. Um, we as instrumentalists, uh, we audition behind a screen for an orchestra. Everything is blind. Uh, the people who are listening to you are literally just listening to a you. Line. They do not see you. Well. More and more today you see um, vocalists, uh, you see... The people in positions of power programming and hiring people in opera companies looking more at image. You are so visible as a vocalist. Yeah. I, there was this, uh, there was this guy that I went to school with. I won't say his name, but he came in to school. He came into school and he was a little doughy. He was a little doughy. 
<laughs> but and then throughout the course of the semester, he would always show up in gym clothes. And I'd be like, where is blank coming from? Oh, he's from the gym. So I, I went up and talked to him one day and I just went, you're looking really good these days. And he goes, yeah, I work out every day because I'm going to this music festival this summer and they want you to be, they want you to look a certain way. Now it's no, <laughs> no shade. I'm glad he worked on his body. I'm glad he worked on himself, but he, he became a, a very different guy. Part of it, a large part of it was because they want you to look a certain way. Right. Um, and, and that's just it. More and more professional companies are looking at literally the image. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of fat shaming going on in the opera world. Um, people don't want to see larger bodies. And it's, it's a frustration for those of us who do see us or do see ourselves as a larger bodied individual. Um, I mean, one of the most famous cases of this that happened was with Deborah Voigt. She was uh, slated to sing Zalame uh, with some company, I'm not sure where. This was all a very, very public thing that happened. And um, the director wanted to, her to be in this little black dress, um, but she, uh, for lack of better terms, didn't fit into the little black dress that this designer wanted. And they found somebody else to sing the production. Mm. And that she decided to lose a great deal of weight after that. And it's it's frustrating because you, you see that more and more that we're not listening to what the vocalist is doing. We're looking at them as a whole package, which I understand in some respects, but we're, we're losing sight of what the point of opera is, which it's, it should be about the singing. I want the best singer to be portraying the role. I don't care what size they are. I don't yeah. care how they look. Right. And especially even in reviews of operas that are being performed, like pants rolls for mezzo-sopranos, uh, like Joe Rosenkavalier, for, advan- uh, for example. Um, there was a reviewer who made comments about this mezzo-soprano who's playing pants roll, and it's just like saying that she's busty, playing a man, and like, what the hell? She Yes, she's a woman. She has a chest, and... Why is that something you were even bringing up mm-hmm. in your review of this performance? Like, stop fucking shaming people for their bodies. It's infuriating. Yeah. So. so as far as the image for people being opera singers, if they have more chances at IU to perform, it gives them more chances to be seen, obviously. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And um, to go back to the student letter that was penned, yeah. Um, one of the other things that this person brings up is the fact that they don't offer a lot of acting, acting classes, which I, yeah, I agree with that. And that's really important. They do opera scenes, which, you know, they do like act one, scene two of an opera and they just do it with piano. But um, the student gets to put down that they sang part of this role in an opera scenes program. And uh, one of the voice teachers at IU usually runs that class for the semester and they stage everything. Um, and it's this light performance that they, that they do somewhere in um, the the attic of the Performing Arts Center. Um, so the student brings up a number of good things and I agree with them. Like on both sides, I as an alumnus of Indiana University am frustrated that they would make this choice just because it was something that they did in the past, especially when it's Parsifal by Richard Wagner. Yeah. Well, one part of the letter says, it's just something we've been touching on, 
A critical skill for the modern opera industry is acting experience at the time of drafting. Jacobs only offers one specialized acting class for opera students and no acting requirement for any degree program within the voice department. Um, also, above that, it says, as the world of opera becomes increasingly competitive, a deciding factor in employment has become a specialized education focus on practical skills and experience. And I think experience is that key word right here. So it looks like you really agreed with the letter. So why don't you go into the reasons why you um, thought it was appropriate for them to write this letter? I, I Well, it, it's all the things that we've been talking about. It's a decision that is not focused on the students mm -hmm. and that you know as somebody who's been on both sides of the equation as we both have as somebody who's taught at the collegiate level it is for the students every decision should be for the students and i don't think this one was i'm sure there are going to be a lot of brass players that are super excited to play friggin parsifal but as a whole i do not see that as a good decision for all of the students yeah. at indiana university and i mean iu has resources they have people who are constantly doting donating millions of dollars to the jacob school of music specifically and the university itself has a very accomplished acting program and theater program as well uh every so often they do something where uh, a few years back, they did, actually like a number of years ago, they did Sweeney Todd in the music theater school, and then they did West Side Story in the opera um, as part of the Jacob School of Music. And it's weird, the theater school is apart from the Jacob School of Music, and it's this whole thing. Um, but a lot of opera singers went to go sing in Sweeney Todd because that's one of Sondheim's most difficult shows and it requires incredibly accomplished vocalists to perform that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of music theater kids went over to do West Side Story because that requires a great deal of dancing and acting in addition to the singing um, that is part of it. So on both ends, and I mean on, on the other end, on the education end, I just can't find good enough reason to justify Parsifal. Like, yes, IU can do it because they have the resources to do it. Does that mean they should? I don't necessarily agree so. Yeah. I agree as well. Um, bottom line, perhaps that IU is doing this, number one, you said because of tradition. Number two, perhaps they're trying to, I, I think show off is a bad word, but it's just nice. kind of flex, you know, just be like, we can right. do this thing. We're we can, up. we're, we're gonna, we're gonna hire out these roles and everything. And then I think, was anybody in the room, a student rather, or a teacher, professor, when they came to this decision? Because if I was a student, I'd be like, first of all, we're changing it from six to four. Second of all, Parsifal is not suited for the student voice. Is there anybody in the room on the board or anything that, that they look to for decisions? It sounds like they were just kind of deciding amongst themselves. And the biggest thing is they're not taking the students into consideration, which is very unfortunate. Right. In terms of programming, I'm sure that the students weren't a part of the decision yeah. making, yeah. which makes a, 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 right, which is frustrating because they're yeah. the ones who are paying the money to go. So that's its own whole thing. Um, but yeah, again, I'm sure this production is going to be phenomenal. They have the resources to do it. They're going to hire the right voices to sing it. It's going to be cool, but I, I hope, I sincerely hope that they keep an open conversation, not only about uh, the choice to reduce from six to four, uh, but 
about this choice in general and what they're going to do going forward from here, um, especially, you know, when they choose something like Wagner, like Parsifal, that, you know, we have to be honest, I... I have my own proclivities towards Wagner, but I know that not everyone does. And more and more, I am tired of seeing the same old things on stage. And we really have to question, especially at a time like right now, um, as somebody who is so deeply anti-Semitic, um, is it appropriate to be continuing performances of his work? That, that is a conversation for, you know, a big, a big conversation that I think we've had in the past that kind of keeps creeping up right. every time we hear, every time a season comes out with, with pretty much any orchestra or any opera company, we're like, oh, again, okay, La Traviata's great, again, okay, great, you know. <laughs> so, but but I think that this this letter is is really brave of the students to put put themselves out there and say, this is wrong for us. We are paying money. We are the student body. We do not agree with this. I mean, Honestly, I don't think anything will change because of that, but at least we know that we have some kind of dissonance among the student body. And you never know. I mean, if you're only having four productions a year, are students still going to want to go to IU? Probably, but they'll probably be like, well, I'm only going to get to be in one opera or two operas instead of maybe, or maybe have principal role in two and then a, then a, a side role in another. I don't know exactly know how it works, right, right, right. but it may influence students not to go there because of the limited performances and because these roles are are paid out to people who are professionals which i don't i don't agree with that at all you know exactly uh, same like personally i i co-sign with the students who put this letter together mm -hmm. um I'm, I'm glad that they spoke up i hope that they took this to the administration i sincerely hope that the administration is going to continue having an open dialogue with them about this because this is of supreme importance because of the students. This is a decision that does not serve the students. And yes, it serves uh, the uh, the legacy of IU, but that should not have come into consideration, I feel. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps everything up that I have for this. Again, kudos to these students out there. Um, I look forward to hearing more about this i if they do a broadcast of the opera i'm certainly going to sit down and watch that see how that goes all right i think that wraps up everything that we have this week thank you again so much for joining us we are diacritical uh and we will see you next week bye y'all bye see you next week